Hallelujah. I kept seeing them. I saw the Lord. And he was sitting on his throne. And I was watching as we were worshiping and I and I saw the world and I saw the worship coming up to the to the heavenly places. And I just saw the Lord just enjoying the praises of his people. And then I heard the Lord say that. Worship me in spirit and in truth. I'm telling you, we don't understand when we worship, when we turn our hearts towards God, how it changes everything. In a moment, everything changes on earth and as it in heaven. We have to remember that what we bind on earth is bound in heaven and what we loose on earth is loosed in heaven and I kept hearing this echo worship me and I will set you free worship me you will see the things that are the desires of your heart worship me and that which seems impossible will be possible worship me come to my throne says God worship season and on a season let there be praises on your lips day and night for there's one that seeks to devour you there's one that seeks to destroy you but the God in heaven is for you I'm telling you something is in this moment in God and I know it's about this season too but let us worship the Lord I'm telling you when you worship the Lord everything changes something is awakened the spirit that lives within us is awakened and something shifts Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, in the name that is above every other name, Lord, I loose your Holy Spirit right now. Wow. Come on. There's miracles in this room today. Come on. There's miracles in this room. There's situations and circumstances that are beyond your control. But let us worship the Lord. Come on. Let us worship the Lord.
Jeff was talking about is a choice this morning. Everything that Jeff was talking about is a choice. We individually choose. You and I, we have to choose. Are we going to give our God praise? Are we going to give Him praise this morning? We choose. It's a choice. It's a choice of the heart. As for me and my house, we've made a choice. We choose to follow Jesus. We choose to follow Jesus this morning. We choose to enter into the throne room in praise and worship. We choose to give this morning, this morning, hallelujah, we choose to serve a risen Savior. We choose to worship. Pastor Tom, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Let's just worship him then. If we made a choice this morning to worship him, let's worship him. Come on. We just got the prophetic word of God. And God spoke. And there's something so powerful when we lay things before God in worship. This is a battle area. Father, just do it. Let's just do it. It's obedient then. Let's do it. Come on. We worship you then. Let's worship. Come on. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Come on. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yes, Lord. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. Oh, come let us adore Him. 
busyness of the season, but let us never forget the reason for the season, Jesus. Hallelujah. Just be at peace right now, Lord. We lay things before you. We thank you for the word. It's already been spoken. Thank you, Jesus. You're so good, Father. Thank you. Just thank you this morning. Father, I thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you for your spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. Uh, some of us have already had Christmas already in some spots and continue to, but what a, what a great time to rejoice in the Lord and our Savior. Amen. It's so good to see everyone. Hope you're having a wonderful Christmas so far. Thank you, worship team. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. I just feel like sometimes we're challenged in the spirit just to wait on the Lord and not get busy. And uh, we sent out a, a, face, a Facebook message just talking about the season and time that we're in. And we tend to get so caught up in the busyness of life and things that get tangled, we get tangled up in. But just to take a moment. And the one thing the Lord keeps telling me is about my priorities. <laughs> every My priorities every day. And there are things that are going on in the world and everything that's happened. But he keeps bringing me back to the place of priority. And one of the great things that he says is, just be still and know that I am Lord. Can you just be still for a moment and just know that I am Lord. Hallelujah, as we seek him. So, Father God, we thank you for the great words that have already been speaking this morning. So, we have family that come for this time of year, and I pray a blessing on your family, that this is the season that we get to celebrate Jesus, but it's a great opportunity where all the world takes a time and a moment to celebrate Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and we get to celebrate that with our families, don't we? It's a great in thing with family. So speaking of family, I have uh, J.P. John Paul Sprecher, my brother-in-law, has come from Pittsburgh, and he's been all over the, uh, the world. So I asked him to come and just share a little bit of exhortation. You guys remember John, John Paul, huh? <laughs> I don't know. Brothers? Brothers got a Good morning. Wow, it's good to see so many faces and hearts that we love. I have to say, though, that Danny, Danny, you look far rested, more rested than the last time I saw you, <laughs> which I'm very glad. The last time I saw Danny and Linda was in Johannesburg last month, and, and they, had, they had walked in Africa for over two weeks, and you guys are champs, and it was such a wonderful time, but great to be back here, great to be back here. And uh, God is good. And I will. Will's been working all night. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm convicted when I'm around William that I, like, he can do, you can do anything, bro. Like, just stay up. It's amazing. But I, it's so good to be back and uh, so good to be here. I got to watch, um, I told Tom, I, I did confess, I didn't watch the entire ordination service. But he, he, I got to catch the last like 40 minutes, and um, it was so powerful to see everybody up here, to see families up here, um, Pastor Jake, and, and uh, with uh, the Comic Dolans and the Ramses, and, and just so excited, so excited. Had, had some wonderful chats with Danny and with William, with Linda. We were in Africa, and just so blessed to see where the Lord is taking everybody. It is a very important time, it is a very important time in the age of the church.
And a lot has changed in the earth in the last two years, but Jesus hasn't. And that's why we succeed, is because he is a rock that cannot be shaken. He is the, the force that doesn't shift or turn. Uh, there is no shadow of turning, right? And when, when the earth goes into shadow, God stays in light. Amen. And so that when we stay in him, we stay in light. We don't go into the shadow. We stand bright. And uh, it's just been so powerful to witness that around the world. And seeing the world covered in a, what we call the big C is COVID. No, the big C is Christ. And his name is much greater than COVID-19. And what an opportunity to see how fear can cover the earth, but how much faith will now cover the earth through his people. And uh, just wanted to share a little bit today. This was a word that the Lord gave um, about mid part of this year. And uh, I promise, Tom, I'll keep it short. (laughs) You know me. You know me. No, I promise I will. Uh, And and the Lord challenged, challenged me, and he said, will you be pacified or will you be satisfied? Because there's a choice right now that's very, there's a line in our hearts that the enemy would want to pacify the church instead of the church being satisfied. It's the counterfeit of what we really have and what we're really able to do and what the world is looking for us to do is to be a people that are not pacified by problems or trying to cover them up, but are satisfied with our God and are satisfied with who he is and what he's done for us and that we are full of Jesus When the world says, how can you be so full of hope? How can you be so full of joy? Because I have a force that's not pacifying me. I have a force that is satisfying me. And if you dig into your heart, I challenge you today to dig into your heart and find out the areas where the enemy has allowed us to be pacified instead of satisfied. And I'll give you the definition of pacify. Pacify means to appease anger, frustration, and come to a settled state. It means to appease. It means to cover up anger or agitation, frustration, to make settled, to be reduced to a submissive or a settled state. Think about pacifying a baby, right? Let me finish the definition first. To hide legitimate inner needs, behaviors, and pain for the sake of avoiding conflict or accomplishing real restoration. Hmm. I have done this in my life many times. And not even being aware that to pacify means to cover up Things that are legitimately, legit, I'm not talking about desires that aren't godly. I'm talking about desires that are. Like Jeff, I love seeing Jeff come up here. Just let's worship God. Let's worship God. Like there's a desire in us to really worship God with everything that we have. Like there's a desire to be abandoned. And there's a desire in God's heart that we would be abandoned to him. But the counterfeit of that satisfaction is being pacified to say, oh, I, I, I know that I should. I'm going to do just enough to cover up 
my pain for the moment, to maybe bury it a little longer, to bury it, to cover up the legitimate desires that I have. I'll get different things to cover it up so that I feel just a little bit better so that I don't lash out. And I was like, God, what are you trying to say? And he said, the world, even in our country, our country is trying to pacify itself because it's in pain. And it's trying to pacify itself with things that aren't Jesus. Things that don't really satisfy. So let's wait for the next thing to cover up. Well, you know, Minnesota, I don't have to tell you, you guys have been through it in the last year and a half. Like there's a pain that bubbles up under the surface. But, but, the, but the way the world does is just, let's just shove stuff on top to try to cover it up so that we just hold back the anger, hold back the pain, hold back the frustration, hold back the, the legitimate needs that we have to be whole for the sake of everybody, you know, getting along. That is the counterfeit of satisfying. It's not, it's, the counterfeit of satisfying isn't poverty because they look so different. The counterfeit of being satisfied is being pacified. And it starts here. If I am, if, my, if this is being pacified instead of satisfied, everything that will come out will carry that. Satisfy. Here's what it means to satisfy. To truly be able to fulfill, gratify, and meet core needs and desires given by God. Can I say that again? To truly be able to fulfill, gratify, and meet the core needs and desires that are given by God. Come on. We should never settle. We should never settle. And sometimes this comes into play the longer we walk with the Lord. It can become easy to be pacified in our faith can be easy to be pacified in our relationships. I don't want that. Nobody in here wants that, right? I want to be satisfied. I want to live with the sense that my core needs and desires, if I given by God, are being met. Don't let our hearts, man, COVID this last year and a half, and even seeing in the world, guys, there's a, there's a temptation, there's a sphere on the earth that says just pacify yourself. Get through it, get through it, get through it. That is not the spirit of Christ. That is not the spirit of the church. That is not the victorious church. That is not what we bow down to. We don't cover that up. We let God meet those needs. Amen? We let God, we don't settle. We say, God, you are the desire of my heart. And I don't have to give up anything. God, you're going to break through this. And I'm going to get everything that you called me to have. I'm going to be full so that I can bring out a full plate to the earth that's hungry. All right, I won't preach anymore. I'm sorry. I'll get it. But can we pray? Can we pray? Let's just lift our hands to the Lord. God, we thank you. Jesus, we thank you that you are the God that satisfies you are our satisfying element in all things. There is nothing that we have to be lulled asleep 
even in a, in a cold winter day, <laughs> even when Christmas passes, Lord, that our hearts must become settled into a place, but not settled into the place of expectation, not settled into a place of satisfying, but being settled into a place of being pacified by the status quo, by the everyday. But Lord, we don't look around and we expect others we don't look around and say, well, if this is right, if this is right, if this is right, then I will be satisfied. No, Lord, we break through. We break through in the heavenly realm. We break through in our hearts. We use the word of God that we've been given. We use the prophecies that have been declared over our lives, over our church, over our families. And Lord, we break through the realm of pacifying. And we come into the realm of being satisfied in our God. Because a person that is truly satisfied and is being fed and is whole is a different person. They talk different. They walk different. They think different. They dream different. And Lord, I thank you for the Community Church International. I thank you, Lord, for this house. I thank you for the churches of Thief River Falls. Lord, that they shall not be pacified into a state that would be anything less than what the Lord would say and what the Lord has declared from generation to generation to generation. Lord, this thing is not slowing down. This thing is getting stronger. Lord, we see it when we look at you. We don't maybe see it when we always when we look at each other, but we see it when we look at you. And we all look at you today. We look at you tomorrow. We look at you through our years. And you satisfy. You fulfill us individually, collectively. Lord, I thank you that this house carries the blessing of many generations, carries the blessing of many prophetic word of the Lord. Lord, let it be done. Let your heart for this house be satisfied. Let us as a people be satisfied and fulfilled by what you have said and done. But Lord, it is not yet done. We are continuing in your promise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Wow. Wow. Go to John chapter 6, verse 26 through 29. It said, Jesus answered, Very truly, I tell you, you're not looking for me. And this is after he did the miracle with the bread and fed so many, and the people were following him. He said, You're not looking for me, not because you saw things I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him, for, for on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. And then they asked me, so what must we do? What works does God require? And Jesus answered them, the work of God is this, to believe in the one that he has sent. JP and I did not talk before this service, but he was, just, he was just stating that the things of this world do not last. I went to McDonald's the other day. I didn't personally eat McDonald's, but my kids did, and they ate a cheeseburger. Actually, it was the day before. It was Friday night. They were hungry, and they got a cheeseburger. And then yesterday, they got another cheeseburger. And they might want another cheeseburger today. And they might want another cheeseburger tomorrow. And I can't believe how much of that stuff they can eat, but when we get older, we, like JP, it might sit, sit with us a little bit longer. 
Ha ha, funny. But that stuff is continually something that pacifies, perhaps, chocolate, things like those things that the world has. They don't last. And I always thought this would be a really cool idea, is that I could get paid every day for the jobs that I've done my whole life, again and again and again and again. Wouldn't that be cool? I built, you know what I mean? Just think about all the jobs you have done your whole life and that you could get paid again for those jobs and again and again. And every year they pay you again and they pay you again and they pay you again. Wouldn't that excite you? <laughs> that would be good. Come on, it'd be so good. Well, this is what JP, this is what Jesus was saying. He was saying, I want to give you something that's going to keep on paying you again and again and again and again and again. Right? And that's what Jesus was offering. I'm offering you living bread. Why do you work so hard, Tom, for things that you're going to have to work again for tomorrow and then the next day and the next day and then I get tired? Of course you get tired because that's the way the world works. And Jesus was offering, he said, listen, teach about me. I have a living, eternal bread found in me. Where do I get this? What do I have to do? The work is to believe in the one that he sent. Do I believe in Jesus? This is why it is so powerful, Holly, not to forget who Jesus is, right? Not to get pacified on the things of God. What we've been given here, this great Christmas service in these times, is celebrating the birth of a Savior who really made something eternal offered to me. Do you get tired? You get tired of the world? Do you get tired of cheeseburgers? Come on. <laughs> I know, it's gross. I think about it too. McDonald's cheeseburgers all the time. When I was young, man, we were just all cheeseburgers, cheeseburgers. But it's just like, cheeseburgers. I just, I, oh, that, I get that weird feeling in my stomach just thinking about it. But it's bad. Don't you, though? And this is what's happening in the world today, is they're telling us, we're getting sick of cheeseburgers. Give me a steak. <laughs> so the world's going to give you a bunch of steak. You guys are going to eat steak for months and months and months, and they're going to say, this is crazy, I'm tired of steak. Give me some chicken. Or how about some pizza? Let me know. Pizza's awesome. <laughs> I have to talk about the, the holiness of pizza. There's so much good stuff in pizza. You should eat it all the time. No, listen. He's, Jesus is offering a place of rest, right? He's offering an eternal peace that you can invest into. He says, why do you work so hard? I want to read the Amplified of what he says. Don't waste your energy. How, oh, man, I put so much energy into work. And it's not that you shouldn't be working. I'm not saying no one here has to work. But I'm saying I put so much into my work. And it consumes you. Come on, I'm self-employed. I don't know who else is self-employed. But there is a consuming energy that can come upon you thinking about work and dealing with people. Lord, help me deal with people. <laughs> right? And it gets exhausting. You get drained. How about your children? Never have any trouble. You continually pour out and you put energy in, but there is an eternal source that we need to draw off to work with our kids, <laughs> right? Because they're constantly trying to suck the life out of you every single day. <laughs> I love my children, but they do. And they will do it if you let them. I was just talking to Pastor uh, Jake about this. They will suck the living life right out of you, too, you can't, till every, all night. <laughs> 
daddy, 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 daddy. What? <laughs> you never do that, right? No, I have to, peace, Lord, peace all the time, no problem. But they will, and you have to set standards in your life. Like Danny says, it's a choice. At 9 o'clock, there are no children in my house. We lock them in their bedrooms so that me and my wife could have a time of sanity to look at each other. (laughs) But if you don't set those things, you'll get worn out. It's the same thing in life. If we don't begin to set some standards, as JP was saying, eternal standard, don't be pacified, but an eternal, come on, that you are my satisfaction, Jesus, all right? I'm going to go through this day again, right? And I'm going to work this thing. Let me, let me do the message. I think I started. I didn't, I just stopped that waste your t- energy. Don't waste your energy striving for perishable food like that. Work for food that sticks with you, food that nourishes your tasting life, food that the Son of Man provides, Come on, he and what he does are guaranteed by the Father to last. That's kind of the thought is I'm investing in my job. That's what I would love to continue to get a return on my job because I know it's going to last. I'm investing in that and I'm always getting money. That's the best things to invest in are things that constantly give you a return. That's smart people investing in wisely. But we work so hard and labor for something that lasts so, so short of time. If you guys go out to eat, it'll last for maybe one meal. I'm telling you, it's like a hundred bucks to feed a family of six or seven, right? There's a day's labor or whatever it is you've been working. You got a hundred dollars right there, a hundred dollars worth there. Get your food bill. It goes, but Lord Jesus, I need to plug in. He said, don't work so hard for things and you're going to work, but plug into that eternal, right? He has a guarantee. I want a guarantee. And hope deferred, putting so much work in something that doesn't last, is hope deferred. Because we're hoping for an outcome, and a, and a retirement plan, right, that will last us. If I get $200,000 in my, boy, I'm good. I'm guaranteed. That's my guarantee. That's my retirement. Well, then inflation comes, and then $200,000 is worth maybe like a year. You can live off, you know what I'm saying? How fast things are going up. Then what, what happens in here when you watch that? <laughs> Oh, I have so much peace now, right? Stock market, I don't know, it goes up, but then your dollar's not worth as much, and, and all that money you saved 20 years ago isn't as much money as it is today to buy a sandwich. I mean, right? There is a guaranteed eternal hope. Well then, what do we do then? Get in on God's works. Come on. Sign on with the one that God has sent. His name is Jesus. I'm signing up. I'm signing up. Okay, every morning, every, every morning, come, work it on me. I'm signing up. This morning, I'm laying it before as, 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 as a start of my day. I'm trying. I'm really working at it. I'm signing up. Before you get all this information that's coming on to you, that's demanding your time, I'm signing up this morning. Right now, I'm signing up because I want to work for something that's going to last. That kind of commitment gets you in on God's work. You're first. Come on. Is it that complicated? Just ask yourself. I'll ask myself this question. I'll talk to myself. Excuse me while I interrupt myself for one moment. What are you doing? <laughs> are you, did you pray about that? Did you pray about that? Did you seek my word about that? Did you put me first on that? 
right? Your job, your family, your life, right? It happens right away. But try this for a moment, just in your mind about that issue. Just try this. This is what I'll do. I'll think about the issue, and I'll ask God. i say, God, I want you to help take this for me. Okay? Just that one thought. Just go ahead. You can even practice that right now at home, whatever. Just think of that one thought, and you, you begin to turn it over, and you say, God, help me with this. Give me a new thought towards this. And that's really what repentance is, is I'm putting things in order first. You may still do some of those things, but I'm going to love my wife through the fountain of the love of Christ that's in me first. I'm going to exercise my work in my workplace with the fountain that Christ gave me first. Okay? Just, isn't that peaceful right there? When you begin to just, tomorrow, you can think of all the things that, Lord Jesus, right now, Father God, we give you first place. Because all these other things, like JP was saying, they're like, it's like pacification. It only works for a little bit, and then I'm tired again. And it only works for a little bit, and then I find myself running dry. It only works for a little bit. There is something there in that, in that entanglement, in that crazy cycle, that God is wanting to come in and say, you know what, give me that, and watch what we can do together because of what Jesus did on the cross. Watch how I can always be your peace, even though the kids are driving you absolutely crazy. I will show you what you need. Isn't that great? Come on. Father, we thank you for your word. That's the word of the Lord this morning, that you can find something in the situation you're in right now that is eternal guaranteed. Come on, right now, right now by the Spirit of God. That's what the ministry was going on right now in the Spirit of God when we were getting into worship and all that. We were learning to take everything that we get caught up here, set that aside, and then give priority to the one who created us and say, Father God, we are going to worship you. We're going to praise your name. And there's such freedom and power when we do that. It just feels so good. And you still might have to go back to work tomorrow. And you still might have to do these things. But I'm giving it unto the Lord. And when you do that, he's allowed to move and give you eternal food so that you're able to feed off of that and administer his will on earth. It's just so much better. I can love my kids. I can love when I love myself. When I realize how much God loves me, I can begin to do that. And those are eternal things. Those are believing in the things, believing in the one that God has sent. And I really believe that. That's just a, it's a, just about belief. Do you really believe Help me with my unbelief. Father God, I pray to you. I'm going to pray to you and seek you first because I believe you. I really believe you sent your son, Jesus Christ. It was a gift to save me from my sin, to save me from myself. Lord, right now I got caught up in myself. Lord Jesus, you sent your son so that I may have life, that I may take in the light, that I may live a new life. Father God, right now, if this is you at home right now in prayer, Father God, right now there are moments in time where I turn myself over to the one who created me because of what Christ did on the, on the cross, that I may find eternal life, that I may find living bread. Woo! Yes. <laughs> Let's worship him this morning. Can we get a worship team? I want to thank the Lord Jesus Christ. Did we take an offering up this morning? Did you get ministered to this morning? Maybe now's a good time to take up an offering then. Everybody's happy, happy, happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. I pray that you have one of the best Christmases in your family that you've ever had. Come on.
that you have one of the best Christmases with your family that you've ever had in your life. Come on. When you're with your family, because we, we get to be with family, and some of them maybe we don't, we, we struggle with or whatever. Father God, it's about you and your son. And when we get, and when we have these times, Lord Jesus, that we celebrate, there are openings where we turn things over. So I pray, Father God, that they have the best Christmas with their family. Father God, we send the Holy Spirit, the presence of God, even before they sit down with their families, Lord Jesus, and with their kids. They're going to have a wonderful, blessed Christmas because we celebrate the one you sent and we believe in the one that you sent, Father God. We believe in you, Jesus. So Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you for our sons and our daughters and our families, our grandkids, our grandmas and grandpas. As we think about them, Lord Jesus, you sent your son so that we could be together, Lord God, and celebrate the Savior, Jesus Christ. So this morning as we worship and we bring our tithes and offerings, we lay them down, we do that before the Lord and we give him his due, Lord. We celebrate Christmas with you. So let's worship Let's bring our tithes and offerings and one more worship song this morning, if we can, and celebrate our Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.